From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Jesus on earth versus Jesus in heaven. Romans 5.9, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? And 1 Thessalonians 1.10 tells us that Jesus rescued us from the coming wrath. Whose wrath did Jesus rescue us from? According to Christian mythology, the earthly Jesus saved us from the wrath of Jesus in heaven. The Christian demigod in sandals came to earth to save us from his own unjustified anger. The anger Jesus has is so great that he needs to come down and kill himself to appease his own anger at you for all the horrible things you have done. Versus the Jesus that came to earth healing people and forgiving without bloodshed. He even told them to turn the other cheek in Matthew 5.39. But while in heaven... He made it very clear in Exodus 21:24, Leviticus 24:20, and Deuteronomy 19:21 that he wants an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And worse yet, Jesus in heaven claims in Exodus 34:7, Deuteronomy 5:9, and Numbers 14:18 that he is super jealous and wants children to be punished for the sins of their fathers. Christians love their earthly Jesus, but don't quite know how to answer for the things Jesus in heaven has commanded, required, or done himself. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author Dub Carricker. Welcome to the show, Dub. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate being here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about your book. Okay. The, the book is called What is Church? Mm. Um, I wrote it. Because well, I'm a I'm a former pastor, um, Christian for a long time, and I wrote the book because I think that there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding out there. The church has certainly done things that have not helped uh, itself mm. and its reputation, and um, so and there's been a lot of people who are disappointed, hurt, um, and I wanted to write the book from the perspective of um, uh, you know, what, what actually is it? What did Jesus and his disciples intend? Um, and so hmm. that's, that's the perspective of it. I'm trying to help people understand what it really is because a lot of people are confused these days. Nice. Uh, so what did Jesus ex and the, what, what do they expect it to be? What, what do they want it to be? As far as well, you, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And then the question is, okay, what did that mean? And yeah. what was that all about? Um, you know, he lived three years uh, of his life 
as an example, showing us what it was like with uh, with his, not only his 12 disciples, but also the people that gathered around. There were a lot more people that followed him around. And um, uh, he created the church as sort of the family of God here on earth, who is intended mm-hmm. to just do the same thing that he did, which is to show people uh, what God is really like. And I know that's a favorite topic of yours. So um, <laughs> one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, thank you for that. The Hades thing. The, what does that mean to you? Like as far as um, if the church is doing the right thing, uh, hell can't get into it. Satan can't touch it. What, what does that mean to you? How's that work? Um, no, I think it's uh, the idea of the church is to, bring them the kingdom of God here to earth to basically be in opposition to um, what the Bible says is Satan and his um, his uh, evil machinations, if you will, for the world to, to tear the world apart. It's kind of like a counterbalance to Satan. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, it's not, I mean, from, from the scriptures and from my belief, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like God and the devil are equals or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, there's certainly, I mean, whether you believe in uh, a literal Satan or not, or a devil or whatever, mm-hmm. you can certainly look at the world and see that there's a real problem with evil in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not just random. It seems that there's a, mm-hmm. you know, an evil force that's that's oppressing people and um, causing a lot of trouble in the world. And so it's not just that the church is a counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a we're supposed to be uh, the church is supposed to be the display of God's intent um, to rescue people mm-hmm. from that kind of evil um, and display the the love that Jesus showed while He was here on earth. God's intent. Interesting. So what? Is there a church that does that, or are they all pretty much corrupt in their own different ways? Well, um, so I, I define church in two different ways in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's church, I would say, big C, which is the church universal that mm-hmm. um, is the actual church of God. And then there's the church with the little C, which is broken up into a bunch of denominations. And, you know, everybody's looking for their 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 place in the world so to Mm. speak and there's a lot of corruption within the organized uh church in that regard um Mm. so um and i may i forgot kind of what the question was that you were asking me um Um, so did i at this point uh (laughs) sorry i just went off on a different question actually i just had a different one in my head uh so the corruption in the church is and then and the corruption of the church is that caused by satan no, I, I no. wouldn't give Satan that much credit. Um, I think people have a remarkable capacity for uh, their own sorts of uh, pride, evil, sin, all sorts of things uh, that go on. There's a, um, And so I think most of the trouble that the church sees, has experienced, and has, seen, unfortunately, in some cases, inflicted on other people, I think yeah. has to do with uh, human failings more than it does Satan. Certainly Satan opposes the church, uh, big C, you know, the church universal. Oh, yeah. I know what it was you asked me. Are there, is there any church that does that? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, the answer to that is, yeah, I believe there is. Um, and it's not by denomination or, um, you know, it's not like, oh, this is the right denomination. You know, if mm. you're whatever, then you're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's more the, the people who really uh, believe and follow Jesus and follow his commands and and um, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's kind of the big one. Um, hmm. And and then actually walks that out with integrity um, in the world so that we can be a visible display of, of Jesus. How do you visibly display your love for God? Well, uh, I think you visibly display your love of God by doing the things that that uh, he commanded. When the church is at its best, you know, um, we're doing things like running aid organizations to jump in and help when uh, when natural disasters occur, or when there's famines or floods, earthquakes, fires, that kind of thing. Um, hmm. We're we're there to uh, to hold people's hand, to pray with them, to understand where they're coming from, where they're hurting, um, be there to help in those times of need and uh, do 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 that in such a manner that we're helping bring healing rather than harm to the world. Well, yeah, I mean, let's not bring harm. we got enough of that crap going on. Let's not add to we it do. for sure. Um, so yeah. that's, thank you for that. So why do you believe that displaying God nature or whatever it was would be in that loving area why, why would you believe that helping each other would be displaying um god's character yeah um and uh okay so i kind of i think i know where we're going here well i'm just um, character because the character i see is a lot different from the character i'm, I'm, I'm sure you see <laughs> I, I understand that i've read some of your book and uh hmm. followed followed you a little bit um and i get that um hmm. yeah um so if we look at if we look at the life of Jesus here on the earth, he when people were hungry, he fed them. Uh, when people were sick, he healed them. Um, when religious overlords wanted to uh, mislead people, abuse them, say that God was like this or like that to get their own selfish way, uh, those were the people he stood strongest against. Um, you know, rescuing people from oppression. That's the, that's what we see in the life of Jesus. And that's the way we can display the nature of God here on the earth. So that's when Jesus was on earth. He displayed those characteristics. Yes. So when Jesus was in heaven as God, mm -hmm. what kind of characteristics did he display? Well, I think it's the same thing. Um, I realize that a lot of people think that the Old Testament God is very different from Jesus in the New Testament or the Jesus that is prophesied, you know, to come back again uh, hmm. to kind of set kick tail and set things in order, you know. Send my um, ass to hell. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, that that's yet to be determined. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, um, yeah, I, I there's I, I believe that God uh, displayed the same nature in the Old Testament that he does in the New Testament. I, there was there was always uh you know there God was always loving 
and I realize we're going to have some discussion about that. <laughs> you said um, the magic words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, God was always loving. He was always merciful. He was always kind. Always. Now, always. Now, but God is also just, and um, there's, um, hmm. and he's also sovereign. And hmm. so, um, yeah, the way that works out may uh, defy uh, our human logic a little bit yes so if god defies our human logic as far as the loving aspect would we not refer to it as loving if it defies the logic of loving if this is what we're looking at it and we're like okay drowning kids starving kids slaughtering children is not loving we can look at it that way but to say that what we're looking at as unloving is not that it's loving that baffles me that baffles me. So how do we get, I'm just going to go to David and Bathsheba's kid where he slaughters that kid. He tortures it for seven days and then ends up killing it. That situation, where is the love in that specific situation? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand. And that's definitely difficult for us. Um, mm-hmm. When you get into matters of life and death, um, you know, these are, they're very difficult subjects. Everybody, has uh everybody has their own struggle with the whole thing about life and death the the thing about children in particular uh, <laughs> though and and I can ref- I guess I would use it in this case is that um where did that yeah, okay so we believe that or I believe from the scriptures that uh we're not just corporeal beings who exist here for a while and then we're just gone right <laughs> that we're eternal beings and we're going to be somewhere for eternity. Right. And so then the question is, uh, yeah, that child, that child suffered for what, seven days, seven days, Uh, his parents suffered. Um, It was, it's terrible. I mean, there's nothing worse than to lose a kid. Um, To watch your child suffer and then die on purpose. Somebody made that child suffer on die and die on purpose. That's horrible. It's, it's tough. Um, then then where does that child end up we and, well, were all born sinful was that child accepted jesus at that point i, I doubt it i mean no. if we all have sin in our hearts when we're born right i mean we're born sinful and we don't lose our sin until we accept jesus right right just making sure that's what you believe i know there are a lot of people believe different things no no so, I, I do believe that so how does that um, work for that kid then if that's how that works then how yeah. is that kid in heaven well, I think there's an age of accountability now. <laughs> granted, I'm going to have a hard time proving that from scripture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do believe that there's an age of accountability. You know, when uh, when Jesus uh, uh, died and was in the grave, uh, Ephesians chapter four references that he went to hell and basically preached to the people there, and it said he led the cap the captives uh, out of captivity. So. I don't know exactly how all this works. Um, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't have yeah. all the answers, but um, I I don't believe that a, a child who cannot, especially, I mean, this one was seven days old. I mean, there's no way that child is processing anything. You know? <laughs> He's not saying the rosary. He's not, you know, asking nah. Jesus to live in his heart. None of that. Yeah, yeah, there's so, not, there's not, there's none of that going on. So, hmm. um, so, you know, again, hmm. 
I believe God is a God of love, and I, and I believe He's also a God of justice. Is it just um, mm. for that child to um, suffer, suffer and die, and die and, uh, and then go to hell? Mm. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, mm. And but what about suffering and dying and then going to heaven? That's okay. Well, it's better than the alternative. I don't think the suffering. The alternative is God does not interfere and leaves the child alone. That's the alternative. But God is so mad that the his enemies showed contempt to him through David's sin that the child must die. And that's God's idea of justice. And I think it's disgusting. And anybody else does something like that, and you're going to be on the same boat. But when yeah. God does it, it's loving. With some way, somehow, we got to figure out it's got to be loving. The flood. We've got kids who were evil that needed to be drowned, apparently. Those kids get to go to heaven? Well, I think so. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about the flood for just a minute. Yeah. So, uh, you know, why did God do that? I mean, mm. I've, I've always thought it was really bizarre that if you go into any Sunday school room, <laughs> pretty much in any church in the United States of America, yeah. you know, they're going to have the ark up on the wall mm -hmm. with all the little animals and the <laughs> rainbow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's really bizarre when you're talking about a story where the entire population was wiped out, uh, not just people, but I mean, all yeah. the animals and everything was Happy wiped genocide. out. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a massive, you know, destruction of, of humanity. Um, and so to have that in a Sunday school room is a little hard to it's grasp. A, I mean, why are, why are we, <laughs> why are we putting that up on the wall? You know, cause yeah. you want to explain that to your four-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a little hard to grasp. But what was the what was the trigger for that? Why did God do that? Um, he had no other choice. He couldn't separate the evil from humanity. He had he, to drown everybody. Yeah, well, sort of. Yeah, I guess he said he said he looked down. The earth was completely corrupt and it was full of violence. Mm. Right. And so and God can't stop that unless he drowns everybody. Well, That's his only choice. I, I'm, what a smart guy. <laughs> probably I wouldn't choose only... that. Dub, would you choose I, that? Would probably you choose not his to... only choice. Yeah, no, I probably no, would. We would separate choose. the evil, right? If we saw a bunch of kids that were just evil little turds, I mean, and we had the power to separate that evil from them or drown them. I would separate the evil from them. I wouldn't drown them because I'm not a monster. That's a very monstrous act. I, horrible. I understand from a human point of view. Yes, that that's all I can do. All I all I have to go off of is my human point of view, Dub. <laughs> I, I what are you going off of? Something different? No, I'm yeah. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the scriptures and trying to. Uh, I mean, I, I you know I wrestle with things just like you do. I mean, mm -hmm. anybody that doesn't, I don't I don't trust Christians that haven't had their faith tested, haven't read through the scriptures, haven't um, mm -hmm. had to ask those hard questions. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think we all need to the opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, you know, if you grow up in a church and you're a kid and you get taught all this stuff and but you don't really ever get the chance to process that. And God forbid that you should ask your parents or one of the adult leaders because they don't want to have to get 
<laughs> caught in situations yeah. like I'm having right now, you know, where, <laughs> where you can't, where you can't, you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a tough place to be. Um, but I, so I think we all need to ask these questions and, um, and, and then, uh, come to honest conclusions ourselves hmm. about what we believe and why we believe it and what the Bible says. You know, my understanding of God is is based on Scripture, and it's also based on my experience with Him. Um, you know, I I grew up hmm. in a in a church, um, and I was, um, you know, I guess I was raised to be a quote Christian. But I was probably lost as an Easter egg um, because I didn't really understand it all. And then Mm. when I was 15 years old, um, I went to a crusade thing. I I was from a small town in Arkansas. There was nothing to do. And there was this guy and he was speaking at the football stadium. And so I went to hear him. And for the first time that I I don't know if it was the first time I ever experienced the presence of God, but I certainly experienced the presence of God that night. And it wasn't really what he said. Um, God showed up. God showed up. Yeah. God showed up. What did he look like? What did he smell like? Yeah. He didn't, I didn't, he didn't show up. He had a feeling. I I didn't smell him. I had the feeling he was there. (laughs) So that's that's a bit different though. If I, if you showed up, like you're showing up now, you're showing up. You're here. I can see you. We can interact. Right. When God shows up, it's just a, a happy feeling, apparently. And how do you know that's not just the happy monster passing by and slapping you upside the head and giving you some Well, happy? let me say, it wasn't the happy monster that night. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, oh. That was that was the point where I realized oh. that, that I actually was a sinner, I think. Oh, um, dub. Come on, man. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't do everything right. I mean, I sin. Uh, we don't do everything right, but the word sin, what is, what is the word sin to you? Is that uh, just doing things that God doesn't like? Yeah, it's rebellion to God. Yeah, Rebellion against God. Yeah. So who cares if you rebel against God? Why does he care so much? If you're just going to, he's going to end up doing what he wants to with you anyways, and you're going to do what you want to anyways. Why does he care so much if you rebel against him? I'm a dad. My kids rebel against me every day. You know, yeah. it's a thing, yeah. you know, and eventually they'll get older and they'll realize this and, I, and I'm okay with that. So why is God not okay with that? Why does he get so angry? I don't know that he gets so angry. Uh, no, we just talked about him drying the whole planet. Yeah, I understand. Was, he wasn't happy when he did that. No, <laughs> he, he wasn't happy. He it said, it said he regretted that he had ever made man. Oh man. And that's a whole sentence right there. Why does yeah. God regret? How can God regret? That just doesn't even seem possible. Sorry, well, I, I digress. I know that I know that a lot of times you have discussions with people about whether we have free will or not. Yeah. And all those it. sorts of things. It says that we're, you know, the Bible says that we're created in his image. And I mm-hmm. believe that we do have free will. I think that God created us that way. Now, is God also sovereign? I mean, does he rule the universe and make does decisions about our lives? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes. Um, how can both of those things be true? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand (laughs) that. Um, but, um, and, and, and so I don't, I don't understand all of that, but I do Mm. believe that God is loving. I mean, when, when, uh, when I had that experience that night and Mm. I realized that I was a sinner and that I was separated from God, I also realized I didn't want to be separated from God. And so, 
Um, Why didn't you want to be separated from God? Um, because I believed in God. Um, and okay. I wanted to, I, I think God created us to have relationship with him. And I wanted to have that relationship with him. So you didn't, or you did have a relationship with him. You said you believed in him. I believed in him. You didn't have a relationship with this invisible I, being until yeah. that night. That's right. I don't think he I sent did. you a feeling. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I did have a relationship, a real relationship with him. So it's a real um, one now. Yeah. A real relationship. How do you define a real relationship? Um, it's a two-way kind of thing. Okay. That's a two-way and, kind of there. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So yeah. now you now you're gonna think I'm totally insane. But um <laughs> no, I've talked to some I've talked to some fun people. You're great. You're you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but but I do believe uh, I do believe that it's a it's a two-way, it's a real relationship. I can okay. read God's word and I can get um I can get wisdom and, and insight and direction out of that. I also feel like um, God speaks to me, not audibly, you know, oh, but so I no, do no, feel no. like that sometimes he's directing my thoughts or, you know, things come to me. I, mm. I, I, I feel God's presence. Um, how do you distinguish God's presence from your own just feelings? Like, how, how, do, how does that even work? Well, generally, it goes against what I want. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got things like that in my head. It's called my common sense. I mean, should I have that other beer? No, you should not have that other beer. <laughs> do I want to get McDonald's on the way home? No, I don't need McDonald's on the way yeah, home. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's probably not God speaking to you. That's, yeah. So that's not God. So what, what? how do you decipher then? Because my um, own conscience tells me things all the time that I don't want to hear. I have light bulb moments, ideas that come to my head that I don't attribute to any invisible person. So sure, how do you decipher the difference there? Um, the difference, well, like I said, the difference for me is that um, there it's these are thoughts or impressions or whatever that I just I don't think I would normally have. <laughs> Light bulb moments, um, yeah, I get those. Let Let me ask you about conscience, because uh, right. I, you know, I I think. And the Bible says that God gave us all a conscience. I mm. think he did that to keep us from destroying one another. And I didn't do planet. a very good job. Yeah, <laughs> he well, had to drown us all. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is, conscience is not um, conscience is not eternal. And it's not it's it's not I don't think it's very it's all that strong. Mm. I think people can lose their conscience. You know, I you said unconscious. Uh, yep. mm. People get yeah, unconscious. On one yeah. of your shows, uh, I, or I guess it's the, it's not, I haven't seen the show, but I think um, mm. on on one of the intros that you do, some guy, you asked, so Ted Bundy can be redeemed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the thing about that is I was mm. at Florida State when Ted Bundy committed those murders. As a matter of fact, I was I was in a uh, a bar next door to the Kyle Omega house, uh, literally right next door when he when he went in there and killed those girls. Yikes. Um, so I have a very uh, personal, uh, uh, you know, kind of connection to uh, it, I guess. In, uh, experience yeah. with that whole thing. And I and so yeah. I have some thoughts about Ted Bundy. Um <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was a really interesting time to be there. Um, mm. after that happened, there was a lot of, you know, fear on campus and, um, I, yeah. 
you can't tell it from me sitting down, but I'm sort of a big guy. And, and so, um, I acted as bodyguard, uh, to a lot of girls, hmm. which didn't bother me at the time. Um, you know, you were physically showed up, act as a bodyguard. I you didn't just send them feelings of safety. As a bodyguard. Yeah. And then when they caught him and everything, so I followed his case. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, he did an interview, uh, I think with James Dobson before he died, you know, before they executed him. And, uh, he said, I, I deserve to be executed for the things that I've done. Um, and he explained how he got to where he was, to where he could, you know, that that was what got him off was murdering people like that. And, um, and he talked about Jesus and he talked about meeting Jesus and how, Jesus had changed him. And so do I believe that Ted Bundy could be redeemed? I do. Mm. Um, and I have a personal reason for believing that too. Um, when I was in college, I got my girlfriend pregnant. Um, her father was, um, a high muckety muck in in one of the denominational churches. <clears throat> and, um, I was not following God at all. At that point, I had turned and walked away from him. Anyway, I got my girlfriend pregnant. Uh, this was before abortion was legal here in the, in the, a lot of this, it was state by state. And so uh, we were in Louisiana and it was not a, you know, we were like, oh, this is going to be bad. You know, um, her dad mm -hmm. will definitely not get this. And so um, we talked to a physician in Louisiana. He sent us over to Texas, to Dallas, Texas, where there was an abortion clinic she had she had an abortion and unfortunately on the way out the door she saw the baby's body parts in a bucket outside the door they i guess they weren't very professional back then and right. um i don't know about yeah that's and it and it really really screwed her up um and um we had to you know it was a long trip back to louisiana i can tell you and it it it, it screwed her up it messed me up. And I realized that I had later on, uh, this was my own personal feeling. Okay. That I had murdered my own child. And I lived with that for about the next 12 years thinking I had committed the unpardonable sin hmm. and, uh, and that God wouldn't have anything to do with me after that. Hmm. Um, so after, after that 12 years, I talked to a, a lady I had, I had, um, had another experience with God and felt like I, that I needed to be following him. And then I had, I talked to a lady who had likewise uh, had an abortion, kind of a similar experience. And she told me about the forgiveness that she felt from God. And so um, it, that was, that was kind of what broke that in me. So I, I, I believe that I was redeemed by God for that murder that I committed. And I believe that, um, Ted Bundy could be, I mean, pretty much, you know, so Ted Bundy's could be in heaven walking around with his victims. He could be because he loved Jesus because he asked Jesus to save him. Yeah. Where's the justice? How is yeah. that just, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, he, the justice was he was executed um for for the crimes that he committed the baby was executed uh the, the david and Bathsheba's baby got executed by god and it went to heaven and it was okay serial killers yeah. are totally different 
totally different. So, man, all right. So are there sins that, well, I mean, the blasphemy laws, uh, you know, the, the, the sins that are unforgivable. If the you blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, yeah. yeah. So if I, which I've tried every which way you can, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, if I have done this correctly and I lead a good life, <laughs> I'm doomed for hell because I blasphemed a name, a being, an invisible ghost. I blasphemed it. So God cannot forgive me. But Ted Bundy can go on a killing spree and get to hang out in heaven. Be yeah. Happy, I'm supposed it's, to. If, if not, heaven is happy. <laughs> yeah. It's not that God can't forgive you. Um, he won't. He refuses. And, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, um, if, I can't give you a good explanation for what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. And and I don't think there's very many theologians that can. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure some have tried, um, but it's that's one of those things in Scripture that's not just, it's not cut and dried. It's not entirely clear. And again, I think God is the one that judges that, not us. Mm. Um, so God judges whether it's bad enough to where he won't be able to forgive or won't or refuse to forgive you. Yeah. You know, Jesus, I mean, the most, the most famous verse that Jesus ever uttered in the Bible is John three sixteen, right? Oh, for I God so Jesus loved the wept. world. He, he gave his only begotten. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. for you maybe, but he yeah, uh, got to, I mean, you know, when I, when I grew up every football game, it was hanging up there, you know, God, so except for the, the ones that are blaspheming, the ones that he knows are going to blaspheme him eventually. So here, well, yeah. so, but here's the thing, the verse right after that, that nobody ever quotes <laughs> is that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through might him. Be saved. So, yeah. so I think there is, you know, salvation is available, um, right up to the moment that we're gone, you know, uh, that we're, we die and yeah. we go wherever we go. If you believe that sort of thing, yeah. or that's what the Bible says. But um, so, so do you believe that that is an unforgivable sin, it, whether whatever, whatever it is, whatever that words you have to utter or feeling you have to feel? Do you believe do. that there is an unforgivable sin? I do, because that's what Jesus said. Yeah. And, and it's not he's... murder, torture and rape. It's no, no, it's it's saying bad things about God's ghost. I, I think it's more than bad things. So, like what do you I want said, me to do? Like tattoo bad things? Like how does it work? Like how do you have to? Like what do you have to do? Because it tells me in the Bible, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it's pretty simple. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't, I don't see a lot of uh, C section B uh, notate over here. You know, it's just hey, this is what it is. I see a lot of that in the Bible as well. Yeah, so, I hear you, and yeah. and there's. Um, and there's related scripture uh, in Hebrews chapter six and Hebrews chapter 10. Mm -hmm. It talks about those that have tasted mm -hmm. of the goodness of God and then turn their back on him. It's impossible to renew them again to repentance and mm -hmm. those sort of things. So, uh, I mean, maybe you have committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Um, I will. Uh, that would not be my hope or my wish for you. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Yeah. Um, you God know, God doesn't so... seem to see that. See, that's a whole other thing right there. I love this. This is great. Thank you so much, Dub. <laughs> God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Yeah. That's I quite mean... a statement. Well, even even the scripture says that it's he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should, you know, come to the knowledge of God and be saved. 
And so, so if, I don't if think God doesn't what, want anybody to go there. Why did he make it? Well, I think he made it for Satan and for the the angels that rebelled with Satan. I so think he, that's uh, what it's there for. It's a when it's he a made it, of, he didn't know that he was going to send people there eventually. Well, I'm sure he knew. So he knew. Um, is, he made it for everybody that was going to go is, there. Um, he, God is omniscient. And again, this goes yeah. back to free will. I think he does give us the free will <laughs> to choose those kind of things. I don't think he wants us to, hmm. but but he gives us the ability to be able to do that because otherwise we'd just be puppets in some play that God is playing. And I know all the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does what he pleases with the peoples of earth and, and the powers of heaven, Daniel 435. He, we're nothing. He does whatever he wants. God knows everything. God created everything this way. Does God create people knowing that they're going to turn out to be like Ted Bundy? Um, there He certainly knows uh, where they're going to end up. So he knows their yes. whole life before they are even born. He knows their whole life from beginning to end, right? I assume that he does, yes. Yeah. I think that's what the scripture indicates. So if he creates us to be set in this domino position, to be a part of this entire system and, and ridiculous plan he's got going on, how is that free will? If he puts the dominoes and pushes them down, how is that? Where where do we get a choice? Yeah. These are the questions that I don't really have the answers <laughs> for. You know, it's, that's okay. It's some, yeah. Well, but, because at some point, this is all about faith, right? Oh, um, yeah. Well, I, I have <laughs> I have faith um, that the things that I don't understand about God, that I, I believe that God is good. I I know you have the other opinion. I read um, the Bible, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. Um, I believe that God is good, and those things that I don't understand that that when I am in heaven, one of these days I I will have some understanding of that. But you have to take that leap of faith in the same way that that you have to take a leap of faith about the things that you believe. I mean, like what? There's well, there's things that there's things that 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 we all don't understand. I mean, quantum mechanics, I don't understand that. How can Yeah, but I'm not going to pretend to believe it. I'm not going to be like, I got faith that quantum mechanics is working. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even, I'm not even going to have an opinion on that because I, I don't know crap about quantum mechanics. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you what it means. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me either. Oh, um, man, I grew up in a Christian school. You know, I was, it was not a whole lot of science involved. So, well, that's partially that's my fault for that. I would say that uh, wasn't a great. That, well, I would say that wasn't a great Christian school. Well, uh, well, that's I debatable. mean, you know, yeah. Christianity was responsible for developing the scientific method. It was Christian scientists that developed. But it doesn't prove their own God. It disproves their own God. If you use the scientific method against God, it counteracts it. It doesn't. You you does can't it, prove I mean, it. Does it? Because I mean, look at uh, so there's been two thousand so proven God. Well, there's there's been two thousand something years since Jesus, right? How many millions of people's lives have been transformed and and to, for the better because they have belief in Jesus? That could um, be with anything. I mean, we just I believe in Spider Man, yeah. and I'm a better person because of it. I look to him as a role model. Save the bad guys, even he's willing to help everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Even the guy that killed Aunt May, he wants to help. Like how yeah. ridiculous is that? We got God over here. He drowns the planet because he's angry at them and kills kids and fire and brimstone. I don't know. I'd rather look up to Spider-Man. He seems like a better role model to me. He's not drowned any children that I know of. I mean, that's yeah, a well, I, big plus I, on my I, page. 
I had the Spider-Man one comic book. So um, yeah, I go way back with Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, I mean, who's a better role model? The guy that saves everybody or the guy that says, I can't separate the evil from them. They're too bad. I have to drown all the puppies, kittens, and children. Like, who's the better role model? Well, then the question is, what do you think about Jesus? You know, how, how, how do you think? He's about the same Jesus? guy, right? It's He's the, the same, same guy. guy. So, so I yeah. feel the same way about the guy oh, you, who drowns you kids. Feel... He's the same guy. Jesus drowned children. Jesus slaughtered children. Jesus killed David and Bathsheba's kid after se- causing it with a sickness for seven days. And then they died. So Jesus did all those things. If God did it, Jesus did it. If God said it, Jesus said it. It's the same thing. They can't separate the two people. They're the same person. What I'm seeing, what I do see a lot of, now, I mean, I'm wrong here, but Jesus on earth is different from Jesus in heaven. Jesus in heaven is vengeful, wrathful, slaughtering. And then Jesus on earth, it says, oh, turn the other cheek, brother. But that's not what you do. That's not what Jesus does. He gets all mad. Like the very first sin, you disobeyed me once. I'm going to curse the entire planet. Ah, like. Slow down, Jesus. Slow down. It's the same person. It's the same person. As far as I see, when I look at it, I don't see any difference. The same guy. So, yeah, that's well, what, that's what I think of Jesus. I understand that. <laughs> um, you know, and and Jesus certainly. A lot of people say, "Well, Jesus never claimed to be God," but actually, he did um, several yeah. times. Yeah, I mean, he. You know, uh, when they when they came to get him you know, at the garden and he said, who are you seeking? And, and he, and they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am, uh-huh. he used the, he used the the Hebrew yeah. word for God and they all hit the deck. I mean, the well, he also said no one is good except for God. Right. Why would you say that if you're not God? So, I mean, there's a lot of different things in there that contradict each other. The Bible, I'm going to tell you, Dub, hold on. It's full of contradictions. <laughs> yeah well all over the yeah. place man all over the place <laughs> so yeah I don't, I don't see that as a big problem i see it as just another contradiction in the bible it says one thing and it also says another thing it says uh love the children it says stone the children i mean love your neighbor get your slaves from your neighbor i mean it's totally it's just opposite all over the place don't kill uh it's okay for god though as long as it's out of jealousy and and, and revenge so i don't see it i don't see it i don't yeah okay i i understand that Okay. I really do. Um, like I said, these are the questions that I think everybody should be asking. Yeah. And, um, and, and I appreciate that you're very straightforward about this and that you, you, uh, that's why I like your program because you actually know the scripture and you've actually considered your opinions. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly, uh, I've been, I've been reading the Bible since I was 15 years old. I'm slightly older than that now. So I've read it a few <laughs> times, but it doesn't mean that I'm an absolute expert, you yeah. know, at everything in the scripture. Now, even the um, experts aren't experts half the time, you know, well, Holy the, cow. there's that. But yeah. Thing, you know. So, so how does that work for you though, with the Jesus and God? Do you separate Jesus on earth from Jesus in heaven? Are they two different people? Are they just different no. attitudes? How does that work for you? No, I think I think Jesus came to demonstrate what the kingdom of God was intended to be like all along. You know, in the very beginning, I mean, mm-hmm. again, what the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, um, God made everything perfect, and there was none of this mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first the first murder was not committed by God; it was committed by you know a human being. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Um, when we when we talk about um 
um, when we talk about, um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of <laughs> losing my, oh, when we talk, when we talk about, um, you've, you've talked about how, um, we didn't talk about it today, but I've heard you talk before mm. about how, uh, you know, God kills all the children in Egypt, mm. right? Kills all yeah. the firstborn. Yeah, all those firstborn kids. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, Pharaoh kind of started that whole thing. Uh, so I Pharaoh, if, yeah, Pharaoh decided that, um, you know, the, the Hebrews were slaves there and these are God's people, you know, and huh. he, he decided that 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 they were getting too powerful, and so he orders all the all the male babies to be killed, right? And then they, you know, and that's this is where Moses comes in, you know. So Moses' mom puts him in the basket, hides him. Pharaoh's daughter gets her, his mom gets to be his nursemaid, and all hmm. that kind of stuff. He grows up in Pharaoh's household, and then there's this whole showdown, right? You know, Pharaoh. So and see God. what I see though is that doesn't really make it okay for God to go in and kill children in their sleep. Well, if I, Pharaoh I was killing some of the some of the kids, yeah. God comes in and says, "You're not supposed to do that. That's bad. Stop killing my people. I'm going to go in and kill your kids now." Do you think that's fair and just? Well, do you let think me ask loving? you. Let me ask you something because I know you're a dad, right? Yeah. If if you had an oppressive government that was coming in, a, a ruler, something like that, mm-hmm. and and said you know, I'm going to kill your children. Hmm. Wouldn't you do whatever was necessary to make that stop? I would flee that area. That would leave that area. That kingdom sucks. Let's go if, find a better kingdom. If you're a slave <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're, you know, they're guarding you, you can't just hmm. get up and leave. It does, it's not that, not that easy. No, so, no, I'm sure. Yeah. But people escape from prison. So I'm sure I can escape the clutches of that eventually somehow some way yeah no sure yeah, yeah some the power somehow, of spider-man compels me <laughs> well i'm just saying if if somebody was coming to kill your kids wouldn't you pretty much do anything to save them i would do anything to save them but i wouldn't go and kill that person's kids as a repercussion yeah or as a just reaction i wouldn't yeah, yeah. i understand yeah. I, I understand that you wouldn't do that there are others that would because yeah, i'm and, yeah, I mean, I'm a rational human being who does want does not want to do more harm. I want to do less harm. And if there's a way to do something to save people by doing less harm, I'm going to choose that. Yeah. But that's not I, what I see with God. He chooses bloody. He chooses violent. He chooses revenge and vengeful. He's so angry all the time at people, especially his old people. So I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Yeah, I hear you. And then... uh and then, of course, you know, Jesus comes along and, as you say, he seems different from that, right? He uh, says different words than than God says. Yes, he says, love your neighbor. God says, get your neighbors from your, or your slaves from your neighbors and then kill your neighbors. And this person can't do this. And yeah, yeah, no, no. Jesus seems to be more on in tune with the humanistic side of things. And God character, if we're going to separate them two here. Jesus in earth and gone on Jesus in mm-hmm. heaven uh, is a li- is a little more vengeful and angry. So we've got two different flavors of the same guy. When he's in heaven, he's 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 upset. When he's on earth, he's a little calmer. So that's that's yeah. what I see. Yeah. So um, one of the things that that uh, I particularly uh, find interesting about Jesus is mm-hmm. uh, on the cross. Um, yes. Good. And where I wanted he, to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and on the cross, uh, he says. In in Aramaic, he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yeah. I One think of the many that, things he says, yeah. 
Yeah, he says several things. But I think at that point, he had taken on the sin of the world. And for the first time, he felt the separation from God the Father. That, But he that is God. Sin, huh? But, but he is God. So the God part of him separated from him? Yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly how that works. You know, he's I know he's fully God and fully man, but he's able to separate the. That's two. that's really hard to understand too. <laughs> but I think it, I think in his humanity, for the first time, he felt that separation from God that I think we feel. Um, I don't feel. Now, it. Dub. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand you, but <laughs> some of us, some of us feel. Uh, yeah. And and uh, and it was a. It was a very, you know, I mean, the whole thing was very traumatic, right? Um, For why, and, though? Why was it so traumatic? Sorry, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. I yeah. So, so the thing is, Jesus willingly did this. And, of course, the whole Trinity thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, how are we going to explain that? Um, yeah. three <laughs> Apparently, it's impossible. Oil. Nobody's been able to do it yet. <laughs> nobody nobody can do that. Yeah. I, I like the three-in-one oil uh, mm. version. You know, it's it looks like one oil, but it's actually three oils. Yeah. Um, there's there's no good analogy for that, it, and it's hard to do. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations with Muslims about this whole mm. thing. They really don't get it. You know, God has no <laughs> sons and... You know, yeah. uh, so what are you, you, are you monotheistic or are you, you know? <laughs> I love it. No, seriously. It's a good question though. I mean, there's three gods, but they're yeah. one God, but it's not monotheism at that point. Cause there's three of them. I don't know. Yeah. Great. I love it. I it, love it. It's, it's, it's a difficult, <laughs> it's a difficult question. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think in, in his humanity at that point, hmm. uh, cause he was fully human as well as fully God. And at that point, with the weight of the entire world, the sin of the entire world on his shoulders, I think he felt for the first time that, oh my gosh, I'm alone in the universe. There's, you know, my father's not here kind of thing. Yeah, um, but he he knew that was coming. He had time to prepare. So he must not have been that heart, heartfelt by it. But what I want to know is, did Jesus actually die? Did God get killed by being hung on a cross? Oh, yeah, I think there's plenty of evidence he did. So we are able to kill God with a few nails and some boards. We were able to kill the man part. So we didn't kill God. We killed the man. Yeah. So God lived. He didn't die. Right. Okay. So God never died. Jesus never died. Just this human flesh being thing. Like I said, from Ephesians 4, Jesus, it says... He, he went to hell and, you know, preached to the captive there and led them out. Um, God can go back and forth to hell. I mean, he, he he says he's destroying souls in hell at some point, at one point in here in the Bible. So, I mean, yeah. that's not really that big of a feat, honestly. I mean, he's God. He created that place. I'm sure he's got a back door somewhere. He's pushing oh, the button yeah. or just yeah. twinkles his eye and he's there. So did God actually die? Did God die and go to hell? Did God die and go to heaven? Or did God just move himself? Because he's God. He can do whatever he wants and however he wants. Right? So did God die? Well, the father did not. Um, The son did. The son, human part. Okay, the 100% man died. Did the 100% God part die? Or did it just leave and go back to heaven? 
No, I mean, like, and, and even humans uh, have an eternal soul. I mean, at least that's what I believe from the scripture, that humans have an eternal soul. Our bodies die. We don't actually die and um, who we are. And, and there's, you know, how many stories are there of people who have had not just near death, but actual death yeah, experiences. Well, people talk to aliens too. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> Some yeah. people talk to Elvis. <laughs> I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, but, but according to scripture and we're talking about the Bible says what, according yeah. to scripture, you know, we are, are, we do, we do our, our souls live on. So um, God's we, soul never died. Right. Okay, so God, just the body part died. God never died. He he continued on his merry way doing his God things that he's planned yeah, out body, for himself. Yeah, the body part clearly died. And okay, so. that I mean, that's kind of the amazing thing is that as Jesus is dying on the cross and the soldiers are standing down there poking him in the side with a spear and all that kind of stuff, he's actually keeping them breathing while they're doing that. It's just, it, <laughs> it's a little mind blowing. <laughs> dumb. You're so funny, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, man, that's a tough one though. So God is able to die. The human. Yes. I, I think okay. at that point, so I, I don't see that... the sacrifice dub. If it's not God dying, if God didn't give up anything at all, he's an eternal being. The body part of this Jesus thing died for three days and he brought it back to life, but he never died or went anywhere. Like, I don't see the sacrifice. Where is this giant sacrifice that Jesus made for everybody when he's then maybe that one moment when he had the weight and the separation? That was it. Like, oh, this is tough. But then that's it. That's like the sacrifice is over because he just ran back to heaven or himself or whatever it is. Well, so I don't I, see it. I, okay. Well, I would say he certainly suffered. A lot. Well, there's people that suffered more than that. There's kids that suffer more than that in his churches, in his home. There's children that suffer more than that. So again, I don't see it as this big deal. I don't, I don't get it. I don't help me understand okay. why it's such a big sacrifice. The big sacrifice is that he had the weight of the, of the world's sins on him. At that point, he, he had to make atonement for those sins for the sins of the world so that people could be saved so that people could come to God because there's a separation between us because of sin. God hmm. is whole entirely holy and he can't be corrupted by sin. There hmm. had to be a, there had to be a sacrifice there. And yeah, I know the whole sacrifice and blood thing. It's yeah, well, I'm just going to ask you flat out. Uh, couldn't, would you? couldn't God have done something that couldn't God have done it a different way? Right. Well, yes, of course. Um, yeah, but would you choose a, that, Doug? It's a would strange you way to, save to the slaughter world. the innocent to forgive the guilty? Would that well, be a choice that you would consciously make? Let me think just it's a say, good idea. You, you didn't. You would not be happy if I was God. Um, and, <laughs> oh no, Doug! Oh man, now I'm curious. I got to know. <laughs> what would you choose to do to forgive people if you were God and everybody was sinful and you had the power to forgive them or and mm -hmm. take away their sin? Yeah. Would you send down a clone of yourself to kill it and forgive people that way? Or would you just like, hey, guys, I'm God. You screwed up. I'm going to forgive you. And then, like, show up and tell them that. As opposed to cloning yourself and killing yourself to yourself to forgive everybody because you can't forgive them any other way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, again, I yeah. have a, I, I'm, I'm, I have a finite mind and a finite body. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't understand all the mysteries of the mm. universe. I don't understand. Um, mm. There's so many things I don't understand. And, mm. and this is where I have to make that leap of faith and go, you know faith, what? There it is. Yeah. I, th yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, I just think, you know, God created all this. There's, there's a plan. I don't understand it all, but I do know that there is a God and that he's good. I mean, I, I, I believe that there's a God. I don't think this all just sprang from nothing that mm -hmm. what we're experiencing now just all came from nothing. And I don't think it, it ends, um, when whatever happens yeah. to the world and, and the universe and all that sort of thing. I think there's a God that there's, there's a much bigger story that, that is, that is happening here that I don't understand. And I know, I know, you know, you say it a lot. You see God as a monster. I yes. don't see, I don't see him that way. I know uh, because you, you don't, you don't focus on the things that he's done that are bad. And what you've done is you, you've, I don't know if you push them aside and just shoved faith in there or, or you just don't like them and don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. Because these are very horrible things that are described or ascribed to God doing them. Yeah. Like well, horrible things. If we saw anybody else or, or heard of anybody else doing these, we would like, what a monster. You would definitely say, what a monster to somebody that drowns children okay. and, 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 and punishes children out of jealousy. You would say that, right? I mean, if, if there was a human being that was doing this, you would say that's a bad person. Sure. But when God does it, we put faith in there instead that he's a good guy. Regardless of how many bad things pile up, or I don't know is pile up, we we still have to pretend, or or I don't even know, I don't even know, like pretend that that, that it's that it's real, that he's loving. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm definitely not pretending. So let me. Well, let how, me... okay, separate the pretending from the faith part for me, because that's what I see. That's what I see is the faith. We're God's drowning children, but we're, we're pretending it's a good thing. Like, how is that not pretending it's I don't, good? I don't think that's pretending. So at that point, when he was drowning children yeah. and puppies and all the other kittens, things. Yeah. <laughs> kittens, yes. I, I love that you use those examples. <laughs> um, that when 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 that's happening, hmm. that like, like I said, the earth, it says the earth was filled with violence. And hmm. and for all I know, God looked and said, you know what? They're just going to kill each other anyway. Wow. I mean we we certainly have the ability to do that these days you know mm. to kind of end the world and all kill each other mm. um and the world was a lot smaller place back then with a lot less people so uh you know for all i know god looked and said well the earth is filled with violence they're all gonna they're all gonna kill each other i need to kind of wipe the slate and let's do this again mm. and he kept one family so that he could you know repopulate the earth again um is that a loving act um maybe it was um it's because... how he wiped the slate clean though dub i mean if he chooses to wipe the slate clean that's his own prerogative i i whatever it's it's a story whatever but as far as his reasons or his his way of doing it to to the... say that drowning is more loving than snapping your fingers and, and everybody taking everybody's life yeah. Why would you want things to suffer? Why would you want to watch puppies, kittens, and children drown? I, that doesn't I make any you. sense. Would you choose that punishment or would you 
you know, snap your fingers and they all go to heaven. Which one would you well, choose? I've seen enough movies. I would probably snap my fingers and they would right. all go to heaven. So but God chose violence and, and, and torture. That's, that's, that's fear. That's drowning is not a easy, quick death. No, I, I agree. It is not. He chose um, that on purpose. Yeah, he did. Oh, now, do I understand why that happened? No, I don't. You know, but you're okay with it though. Well, yeah, I am. That's my um, problem. I'm not okay I, with things like that. And I, I just can't I, get I know. past that. I get that. Can can I can I take this out of the Bible realm for just a minute? And let absolutely, me give you, go ahead. Let me give you an example um, that because uh, we I think we face these kind of moral dilemmas uh, a lot more often than we know. So, uh, have you seen the movie Oppenheimer? Oh, I have not yet. No, great movie. I would encourage you to go see. I it. will um, when it comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, I understand when it's streaming, right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, you, you know the story. It's the story of the Manhattan Project yeah. into World War II. They developed the atomic bomb, mm -hmm. and um, it's a really creepy story. And um, and and the idea, I mean, at one point, they don't know whether they, you know, they, they think this is going to work. And they think, well, you know, this could actually set off a chain reaction and, like, annihilate mm -hmm. the atmosphere and let we could, we could ruin the planet here. And... Uh, uh, there's, you know, there's a small chance of that, but it's not zero. And that's just like, what you did, but you know, so it was the end of the war. Um, uh, Germany's already surrendered. They, they were worried that the Germans were going to get the atomic bomb hmm. before we did, you know, yeah. cause the scientists kind of went back and forth and, and Russia was, you know, trying to get the atomic weapon. And so we end up unleashing in order to end the war, and uh, in a in a quick manner, so that millions more might not die, mm. they uh, you know dropped the two nuclear yeah. weapons on Nagasaki, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, mm -hmm. and about two hundred twenty five thousand people died from that. A quarter of a million people, not all of them initially. You know, yeah. some of them died from the radiation fallout. sickness yeah. and yeah, and starvation and and all those things. It was terrible. It was horrible. I mean. And here we said in the United States, we're the country that did that. Is mm -hmm. that, was there not another mm -hmm. way to end the war? Yes. I mean, thousand percent. There's different ways to end the war. And Germany had already, God, yeah, I mean, Hitler was dead. thousand percent do it. Yeah. So um, there, and there's been plenty of other genocides. Um, mm -hmm you know, here in the world. I mean, Hitler killed 11, 12 million, uh, Stalin and Lenin, mm. uh, you know, another 20 million, Mao, some between 30 and 40 Whole million. Time. Right. So, mm. um, but as an American, so we look at what happened there, right? Mm. And those were primarily civilians, mm. men, women, boys, girls, puppies, kittens, we dropped two nuclear weapons on them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and annihilate a quarter of a million people, mm -hmm. but the war ended mm -hmm. and it hasn't happened again since. No, it, it was so terrible that everybody went, you know what? We can't do that again. Um, not that it mm -hmm. may not yeah. happen yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still. But, so here we, so here we are in America, <clears throat> right? We're Americans. Mm-hmm we did that as a nation. Why are we living here? 
you know well uh, it's expensive to move number one (laughs) (laughs) and i'd go to canada if i could but uh that's a long process and I don't have the money for that. Anyway, so uh, no, I don't worship America. I don't think America's number one. I think we suck half the time at half the shit we do. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a patriot. There you go. There you go. I'm not. I don't like borders. I don't like all that. We're all earthlings. We're all in this together. One giant blue ball. And we're all stuck on it together. And all these borders and, and wars and crap and it just, just causes more conflict than, than we need. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, if if God dropped the Hiroshima bomb. So the in the form of a flood, I don't see that as a good thing either because it did more harm. That's the ultimate harm, drowning the whole planet. I think what America did was crap. Yeah. I know there's other ways to stop the wars. Did we try them all? I don't know. Did we try ones that didn't work? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But all I do know is that causing more harm is not the right way to do things. And I don't see that when it comes to God. Well, He's going to wipe okay. out the whole planet at the end. I'm going to go to hell because I refuse to love an invisible man that drowns children. That's crap. And then he wants me to love him after he's going to throw me in hell. No, that's even worse. That makes it even worse. Dub, I can't get behind that kind of man. I'm sorry. I just I, I can't see I, it as loving either. I don't see any love in this. <laughs> I totally hear you. And I did not come here to try to change your mind. I love uh, it though, man. I think. Yeah, like, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, so I I spend a lot of time in a, overseas in other countries. Um, the the book that I wrote is about the church, and it's not the church in America. It's not not just the Western Church. Um, I'm around people all the time that literally some of them give their lives for this. Now that may seem cruel to you too. Um, yeah, anybody that know, gives their life for religion, I think, is is cruel. I mean, there's people that do it every day. Uh, Twin Towers is one of those grotesque showings of well, that was pretty grotesque. Christians don't, uh, should Christians should not, should not, (laughs) people should not, uh, people in general should should not not be taking other people out with them. Yes, that's that's a good way to put that. Yes, I like that. Yeah, thank you for that. This has been a blast. I do want to kind of end it on the church thing a little bit though. Um, yeah. I, I did have more questions with that. As far as what the church is, um, do you think that church has any kind of special favor with God? Oh, yeah, I do. So the church as a whole, um, like congregations, different churches that praise God and do it properly and all the shenanigans. So they have special favor. What kind of special favor does God give them? Well, I think there's grace uh, from God. Uh, there's a lot of things in this world that are better because the church has been there. Um, you know, hmm. I can go, there's a whole list of things. Hospitals, there's good and bad. Uh, I mean, huh? there's good and bad as far as the church goes. Well, you the Spanish there Inquisition, good... you got the Catholic church, you got the hiding of pedophiles. There's a lot of different things. There's a Does lot God of different... work in the church now? Is he, is he currently in the church making things happen for, and... for good, I guess? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He is. I mean, so the efforts to efforts to eliminate poverty, uh, you know, those are those are led by church people. I mean, how many just in this country, how many food pantries, clothing closets, uh, uh, you know, the Red Cross, the United Way, those were all started, you know, as church organizations that help people. And, and is the church still helping people today? Yeah, they are. Um, and, and 
um, I mean, we, we have, like I said, we have hospitals, colleges, universities, um, the, the, the worth and dignity of human beings. That's not a given around the world. Um, it's know, not given the, in the Bible either. They are regarded as nothing. We are regarded as nothing, Daniel 4.35. So I don't see a whole lot of worth there. And then starving children, drowning children, I don't see a whole lot of worth there either. So is God, thank you, is God in the church making good things happen? So is he in the church causing bad things to happen to, let's say, people that are un-godlike in the church? Is he interfering in that way, just in the good way or, or both, good and bad? Causing bad things happen to people like, that does are he in... allow these bad things to happen in his building for a reason? Or because you're telling me that God helps and 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 uh, works in churches. Oh, so you're good. talking you're talking Can about he do like, it for bad. Like like where there's abuse, right? Or um, where, yeah. where children Let's say we've are got abused. an abusive pastor or or yeah. a gunman coming into a church somewhere. Yeah. Is God allowing those things to happen to that church or is god helping save that church does he not care how's that work oh oh, i absolutely think he cares um Hmm. is he is he causing those things to happen no allow it allow it he's allowing those things to happen he's leaving the door open well we i think there is some protection from god but we are we live in a fallen world, and I mean, we're all subject to um, mm. the the what the the things that that sin has wrought in this world, whether it is sickness or violence or uh, abusive behavior, all that stuff. I mean, we're all subject to that. I think the grace of God is that He is there with us as we go through those things. Jesus, having been human, having lost family, having um, lost friends. That guy he, died, though. The human part died. He's he's back to God now. He's a God man. Yeah, but he was there the whole time. I mean, God was... Ex- but God, God already knew all these things. He, he, God, experienced God, God could experience life and death. He's God. He knows everything. He feels everything. He didn't need to send himself... I don't know <laughs> to be human because he didn't know what it was like to be human. Like he knew what it was like to be human. He knows what it's like to feel and lose. He knows he doesn't have to come down in flesh to do that. Right? No, he didn't know what it was like to be human. Yeah. He, he came to show us what it, what it was like to be a human who was sinless and, and like, mm. you know, mm. in the, in the way that God intended Jesus basically came to reverse what happened in the beginning where people sinned huh. and rebelled against God. And we're still sinning and rebelling against God. Oh yeah. Um, what did he but, fix? What did he reverse? <laughs> well, well, but the thing is Christians have a choice as to whether they're going to do those things or not. All people uh, have choices, whether they're going to do good or bad. All people have choices. Yes, they do. But not everybody recognizes what's good and bad. Like I said, not all Christians recognize what's good and bad either. It's just a human being thing. We can't just specify it or Christian or Muslim or Buddhist doesn't understand. No, it's human beings. We sometimes do not understand right from wrong. But I can tell you, doing more harm than is completely necessary is not good. I can tell you that. I can tell you that's bad. I mean... You can tell me that's bad. <laughs> oh, sure. I can agree. I can God agree can't, with though. That. 
you, the standard for good doesn't understand that or doesn't act that way. Yeah. He, um, he's God. He sees the bigger picture. (laughs) Um, and that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's about all I can tell you. I I can't trust the bigger picture if it involves hurting children. I can't, uh, that's okay. Well, go ahead. We've, we've ran out of time here. Plug your stuff. Last words. Go ahead. Okay. So this is the book. There it's called what is church. Um, you can get it at all major booksellers. It's for pre-sale right now. And um, I, I wrote this book specifically uh, so that it's, I mean, certainly, obviously it's written from a Christian perspective, but I wrote it for skeptics and um, for people who are deconstructing their faith and um, people who have been hurt by the church um, because I believe that there, that God is love. Uh, as it says in in First uh, John, and um, I I believe that that's what church is really about. It's it's the love of God demonstrated in community, and so that's why I've written the book. I would encourage whether you're a skeptic or whatever. My, heck, maybe it just helps you make your arguments better. Um, although you do a pretty good job. Uh, oh, <laughs> I would I would recommend uh, you know any anyone um, to read the book. Um, I, I just feel like it's the right time, uh, for this message to be there so that people can at least understand what church is, um, what, what I think, what I believe Jesus and, and, and the apostles intended in the beginning, you know, and Mm. by the way, they all kind of died for what they believed. Um, so doesn't um, make it true though, Dub. I, I people hear die you. for their beliefs all the time. Whether there's there's a lot of people that die for all sorts of crazy <laughs> beliefs. I get yes, that. That's so true. Okay. <laughs> Where can we find you at? Where can we find your stuff? Um, uh, well, you can right now if you want to if you want to get a, a presale copy, you can go to my website, which is dubcaracter.com. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to tell you to spell that because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, D U B K A R R I K E R dot com gotcha. yes dot com thank you or <laughs> you can or you can just look up what is church with a question mark after oh, it uh, on google or wherever and mm-hmm. it will direct you to all sorts of places uh where you awesome. can do it and um and let me just say i've really enjoyed our time together <laughs> i i really thank appreciate you having me on the show i appreciate you coming on man thank you for all your answers your time and we'll stay in touch okay thanks a lot That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shoutouts. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them?
Today's special guest is Christian author Dub Character. Welcome to the show, Doug. Dub. Thank you. Doug. Doug. Dub. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I think I called you Doug twice. That was good. <laughs> See, I got the name right, and then I screwed everything up at the end there when it actually mattered. Uh, all right. <laughs> 